Hi, and welcome to the Three Game Parlay Podcast, brought to you by nobody. The three hosts today are Ace, Ant, and Malik. Enjoy the show. The over-under is 43.5, and and the point spread is minus 3.5 points. All right, Malik. What's up? Malik, Ant, and Ace here. That's me. Ant, we're going to go to you first on this one, since you know the uh, AFC least. The most. I'm actually gonna go with Buffalo on this one, and I'm gonna pick them in the um in the under. Yeah, you think Buffalo's gonna win, mm-hmm. and they're not. Okay. I don't think New England. It's not the it's not the same New England. So just to let y'all know. Oh no, we know. We know. <laughs> I was Do you very find disappointed it, last week? Do you find it surprising that this line is so low, given that Buffalo is at home? And no, because what Buffalo and New England's did, been horrible they, these last they three trusted weeks. them against the Jets and they shit the bed. Yeah, but I mean, they won the. I mean, okay, so so they, they won, they the, won game, the game, right? You set the spread at like fourteen points, right? Everybody goes, "There's no way the Jets are that bad," and then right. they prove them right. And like, not only not lose by that much, but take a lead for like three quarters of the game. <laughs> That's really kind of scary to the people. Yeah, should have covered though. Yeah, Buffalo didn't score any touchdowns the entire yeah, game. It was, it was like the field yeah. goals. they kicked all field goals. But oh, I mean, I I, 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 I feel like this is this is a rush to judgment, you know, or either this is either a rush to judgment or uh, Vegas really likes Bill Belichick because to me, there's no reason, based off of just the way that they've played, and having lost back to back games at home to Denver, and then who was the other who the one that just, they just lost to last week? Was it um? Uh, who they just get beaten by last week? San Francisco, but San Francisco, San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco. No, they was playing third string people. San Francisco beat the beat the snot out of them, right? So, so, but after those two performances, mm-hmm. and now going on the road against, I would have expected this line to be a little bit higher. I mean, Buffalo is 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 a legit five and two, you know, mm-hmm. and they're two and a half games up on them in the league. I, look, I'm going to take Buffalo. Um. And the under as well. I'm going to roll with Ant here um, because I feel like this spread is actually pretty low. I think, you know, New England hasn't shown us anything yet to prove that they can cover anything. So that's true. They haven't covered anything in Foxborough. The fact that, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and they they did the first three weeks of the season. Right. What I'm saying is, like, recently. I'm just saying, as far as as recent, recent history is concerned, they have been horrible and they've been bad at home. So I can't imagine that they'd be any better on the road. Not here. Okay. The way I feel it, the first three weeks, shoot, what? They, they still had that mist, that aura around them that they were still good. Aura, they were playing better. Cam yeah. Newton was running over everybody, and that was their offense. But they, yeah. the rest of the league figured out was, can't nobody get open, and Cam's lagging on his decision making. I mean, they should have asked Tom Brady on that one. He would have told you they couldn't get open. But some people are chalking up to uh, him having coronavirus that week when he was off because that's one of the side effects, apparently. Well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say that that's not that that's not ha- doesn't have anything to do with it. But I don't think it has enough to do with it. Cam Newton is one player. That whole team was looking bad. That whole the, the whole team. Bad. The special teams look bad. Yeah, everything on that team looks like a step slow. Yeah, and it so maybe it's just, yeah. I said maybe it's just the just you know the fact that it's you know the COVID stuff and I mean didn't like. It's like nine or ten players in that team decided not to decided to opt out of the season. So six, they're, they're, six of their starters on defense. Yeah. yeah. 
So they're running with, you know, they're not running with the same with the same squad that they ran with last year. They also lost a lot of guys. I mean, my Lions took like half of their defense too. So, you know, so you know, they they they've got a lot of turnover on that team and there's a lot going on there. And I think we're just I think for the last few weeks people have just been been giving giving Belichick the benefit of the doubt that he could figure it out. And I think what we're learning is, you know, there there there's a limit for everybody. Everybody's got a limit. And apparently the limit is eight weeks. It's half a season, which is kind of messed up. Considering this dude has gone to what nine Super Bowls and won like fourteen division titles in twenty years. And yeah. it's like no one in the NFL is like super, what have you done for me lately? He's the like I think of Doc Rivers and all the chances he got with the Clippers. He was there for like six seasons, right? And dude was like, Yeah, we could still probably run it back with the same team. Like what other choice did they have? They got mm-hmm. rid of him. They're not right. gonna Belichick. The no be upset, but they're really no. just pissed at Cam. No, the, right. The whole team played terrible. Right. The then, then, yeah, the team's not going to – I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that the Patriots are going to fire Bel- – I'm not saying that Bel- Belichick – Belichick has a life – he can be there for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah. He he's got, home. like – he's he got, got like – uh, He's got, like, Joe Paterno-level <laughs> protection in this situation. He's going to – some some real scandal is going to have to happen that he's connected to in order for I him to get you. ousted. Yeah. All right. Well, oh. I think we, we're unanimous on this one. I'm, the only difference is I'm taking the over. Because New England oh. has no defense. I think as long as Josh Allen is a little bit accurate, which has been a huge problem for him, I think they can win. Okay. New England figuring out against Buffalo could be could be possible because they got Stephon Gilmore. And if my man's inaccurate, Josh Allen's inaccurate, it'll be a long day for both of them. Yeah. It'll be Cam Newton running against Josh Allen. Because the Bills have no running game. They got no running game. I just think that they're that up by a touchdown. So, actually, you know what? No, I'm going to go against both of y'all. I'm taking the Pats. I'm going to have faith in my man, Cam, that he can figure it out. Their offense coordinator gives me no faith, though. I do not trust that dude. I'm going to go with the Pats. And if I can get more points, I probably would. I think the line's going to go up. Because these were as of last night. What's up? If this was later on this year, I would have definitely went with you. But I, I give it later on this year. If this same situation happens again, uh-huh. then you, then that'll be the best time to take them because they usually the Patriots usually get better over time after some situations like this. But anyway, let's see what happens. Hey, they, if they go two and five, like they're going to be calling a fire cam or cut them. But they got them on a discount deal, which why it sucks for him. But that's a whole other issue. All right, we got. Tennessee at Cincinnati, which Cincinnati gave a real good game last time and actually covered the spread. Like I said, they were, but they did not win the game because I knew Cleveland was not for real. And unfortunately, Cleveland lost OBJ, but Cincinnati stayed healthy. Joe Burrow looks legit and even ran the ball well with their number two running back, Giovanni Bernard. So Malik, what do you think? Tennessee, five and one. Minus six on the road in Cincinnati. The over-under is 54 and a half. So I'm definitely taking the over. Tennessee's defense does not look very good. And Cincinnati <laughs> Cincinnati can't cover, you know, they, they, they can't cover a damn nosebleed. So there's going to be scoring in this game. Um, right. I expect Burrow to throw for over 300 as he has the last, I think, four of the last five games, what I've read. Um, and I expect... Tennessee to score, you know, pretty, pretty well. I actually think 
I actually think the number here is a little high for me um, because yeah. of the fact that Tennessee, because of the fact that Tennessee does is isn't able to score. I feel like there's a backdoor cover that's happening here with Cincinnati, where you know maybe Tennessee's got a lead for most of oh, the game. Cincinnati throws two, a touchdown at the end. Right, two score lead, and Cincinnati throws a touchdown at the end to make it to make it you know to get it under the six. So give me give me the Bengals at home um, to cover, okay. and with the over. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with that, because um, I I just feel like there's gonna be a lot of points scored here, and if there's gonna a lot of is there, if there's gonna be a lot of points scored here, then you know last man standing, last man with the ball wins. Gotcha. And you up? All right, I'm gonna go with Tennessee on the under on this one. I think they're gonna. I think I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be scoring that much points like that. Like like Malik thinks. That's what I'm gonna go with this. Tennessee I'm not gonna say too much under. on it. Yeah. Why aren't you gonna say too much on it? This is this information, unless you got a special, uh, you know, unless you got a special, uh, what do they call those pages? But they, hmm? let's think about starting one of those Patreon. Unless you got a special Patreon where you're giving out all the analytics for the better yeah, you, on Saturday. Yeah, log on to my Saturday Patreon. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but right, yeah, right now I'm gonna go with Tennessee on the under. The only reason is I think. Tennessee's going to hold it down with the defense and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to score that much. I don't think it's going to be that much points going to be, going to be scored in this game, though. That's just my opinion. I well, there's, there's two things. I don't think there's any way that Cincinnati covers. It's not that their offense isn't good enough. It's the fact that their defensive line and one of their best players on the defensive line, Geno Atkins, has gotten benched. Uh, Carlos, Dunlap Carlos Dunlap got traded. Got, got, got traded, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because he was arguing with the defense coordinator, who everybody always calls him like, thinks it's a, like you know it's a player coach thing, it's an ethnicity thing. Defense coordinator is a black dude. He was like, I'm not with this. You ain't gonna be talking back to me on the sideline. So Carlos Dunlap is gone, probably to a better team. I don't even. I didn't even know that he got traded into Seattle. Yeah, he went so to he's Seattle. on a much better team. So he's happy. So he's he's on the winning team already. He might end up in the NFC title game. Uh, Cincinnati will not be in the playoffs this year. That much I can guarantee. Oh, no, yeah. absolutely so not. I'm, you have I'm, going with, I'm going with Anthony on the Tennessee Titans, and I'm going with Malik on the over because there's no way they're going to all of a sudden get better from a guy who was all pro two, three years ago. And the fact that all of their linebackers are kind of old or gone. Malik is all right, but Derrick Henry's going to run all over them. It's not going to go well for uh, Cincinnati unless – they get some stellar performance for them young guys. I don't know. I'm going Tennessee and over. All right. Next up, we got Cleveland, 5-2. and two. At home. Are they at home? They're at home against the Las Vegas Raiders. We're 3-3, three and three, coming off a loss against at home against Tampa Bay. And the spread is minus 3. I think it just went up to minus 3.5, actually, if I check that again. Just want to make sure real quick, giving people accurate information here. Oh, no, it went down minus two and a half, and the over-under is only 50 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the spread went down a half a point, which means everybody thought that. Oh, wait, I got to undo that. So everybody thought that, um, I guess. Yeah, everybody thought that. I guess Vegas was going to cover or win. 
people were probably people have probably been banging the Vegas uh, the, the Vegas minus three with the OBJ being out for the season. You know, yeah. the news of OBJ being out for the year. Um, better without OBJ. Like he was the problem on the team, which is crazy. That's insane. I mean, look, it's it's. I th- I think this is a betters. I think this is a betters run. So I think you know starts out at minus three. You know, people start betting betting Vegas. You know, pretty hard, and it lowers yeah. to two point to two and a half, so they can they can get people on the on the Cleveland side of the books um, yeah. to even things out. Uh, they did win the game by two points last week. I'd like to point out they did. I mean, Cincinnati. they 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 won at Cincinnati, uh, and it was it was a you know it was a shootout. It was a shootout. Um, I still think that Cleveland is a fraudulent five and two. <laughs> um, I don't think they're don't as good think they're as their record. Team? I don't think they're as good as their record says that they are. Um, yeah. They have shown. I've watched a couple of their games. They've shown relative inconsistency. Um, they clearly they don't they can't beat the um, you know you know the higher the upper echelon teams. Um, their two losses are against Baltimore and Pittsburgh in their own division. So, um, and not that I think the Vegas is an upper echelon team, but I think Vegas is right there in the middle with with cleveland and so if i have to pick you know if i have to pick a side here uh and that's what, what we're doing. that's what we're doing um yeah i'll take i will i will begrudgingly take cleveland because they're at home and it's a two and a half point spread it's 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 a really low spread and you know uh, so i'll begrudgingly take them i don't like this pick though i would stay far away from this and i'm gonna say cleveland and the over Um, yeah, that's where I'm going to roll. And what do you got for us? And it's tough. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like it's your money. You, you, let me put it like this. If you, we're rolling, keeping a record of our picks so that we can have a weekly go of this. But th- this mm-hmm. is a game that you would tell people not to bet. Just say that, but then make your pick kind of like Luke did. All right. Hey, well, I'm gonna go with Vegas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Vegas. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the Raiders. I'm gonna All pick right. them. I'm gonna pick them. On the, I'm gonna pick them on the under. I don't know why, but most of these teams and most of these games have been very high scoring. There have been very few games that have been played in the 40s, which is why I think the league and why they're setting these lines so high, right? So I think that's what mm-hmm. it is. I don't think it's talking about the quality of the defenses. It's just the lack of preparation that these teams have been having. And with new players, you can blame the offseason things like that. Well, it's not even a lack of offseason because they've been playing. Like, think about it. We've been seeing clips of players breaking COVID rules in their states to go practice. Yeah, but they didn't have an, <laughs> they didn't have a, a real real preseason. They weren't able to hit in the hit in the beginning. Hit for most of the preseason, if I remember yeah, but correctly. Been able to run these plays and yeah, but saying the defenders aren't wrapping up and tackling. It's like yeah, but if you were in the NFL last season and you were a player, if you're a rookie, I get it. But Antoine Winfield and these other rookies are playing great. The, the guys who are veterans who are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten year players, saying you ain't new to this. You just you just learn how to tackle again. Like what's going on? I mean, the thing I would say about it is it's it's you know it's week eight. Now. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's my thing is it's week eight. Okay, we don't I, the, that excuse holds holds water through First week four. Three weeks. Yeah. I, I'll give you I'll give you up to four weeks because it's a COVID thing. All right, I'll give you up to four weeks after week four. 
I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear about you know, rust and all of that stuff. You're eight weeks in. Eight <laughs> weeks into anything, you should know. You should know what the hell you're supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I don't. I don't. Do I think. But I think you're right. I think that the the thing that that made made a lot of sense to me, at least, if if mm-hmm. Nick Chubb was playing in this game, I would be. I would actually play the under here, just yeah. because Cleveland has shown when Nick with, with the combination of Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, the they're going to run the ball. And, um, and then you would expect Vegas to try to pass, but you, you've got Miles Garrett on the other side. That's going to make, make life hell for, uh, Derek, for Derek Carr. Which um, happened last week against Tom, uh, Tampa Bay. Right. Um, so I would, be, I would be hitting the under here. I'm hitting the over here because I think that Cleveland is going to put up at least – I think Cleveland's going to try to put up at least 35. They're gonna try to score five touchdowns here. So another five touchdowns for Baker. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's gonna be all throwing, but uh, you know, it's it's gonna be a combination. They're realizing they need to score. Their defense. The defense at overall has not been very good. Um, they need to score. They, they need to score points. Because they have like three number one picks on their defense. I'm going with. Um, I think Vegas is better than we think, and Cleveland has no defense as shown by last week. I gotta go with Vegas getting the points. I never thought there'd be a week where I picked the Bengals and the Browns. Yeah, I know. Ever. You love Ohio, apparently. You want to pick Ohio State next? Cleveland rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going with Ace is going with Vegas in the under. All right. But you were right, Ace. Lately, the NFL has been putting up all these points. I mean, um, Vegas has been putting up these points for the NFL. Yeah, every game. Like, every game has just been averaging more points as opposed to less points. So I don't know what it is, but that's just what it's been this year. So that's a trend that people can pay attention to if they're going to be hitting these over and unders. If you see any game that's under 45 and a half and under 48, I would say go for it because most of these teams have been averaging like 20-something points a game. Um, oh, Colts at the Lions. The Lions are minus three at home. Malik, your Lions have to win the game, getting back into it. What do you think? Yeah, so the Lions have won two straight. Um, at Jacksonville, at Atlanta, they're coming back home for a run against the Colts. Who surprisingly, I mean, despite being very, very unimpressive on offense to me, like extremely unimpressive offensively, defensively they've been, you know, just as impressive on that side of the ball. Um, look, the Colts beat. They beat your Bears. They went into Chicago and, and beat your Bears, which I didn't think was personal. Which I didn't think. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just, I didn't think it was. I didn't think that was going to happen. I mean, if there was, you know, um, I, gotcha. I, you know me. I'm a Lions homer. You see the hat. You see what you see what I'm rocking. You see yeah. the background. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Lions here. I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna take the home. Take the home team. Take the points here, and um, but I think I'm gonna play the under. One of the things that show one of the things that the Lions showed me yes last week during the game against Atlanta is they are willing to slug it out and play that close game with a lot of running with a lot of rushing yards, and the Colts are who I think they are with you know fifty five year old quarterback at the in, in, in the at the helm. Um, they're not. I mean, they're going to be handing the ball off to their to their stud running back, Jonathan Taylor. You know, um, trying to trying to do exactly the same thing. So I expect this game to go relatively low scoring. I don't expect it to get into the into the 30s for either team. I'm thinking somewhere around 20, 
28, 25, something like something along those lines. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to take the lines in the under here. Okay. And what do you have on uh, this? Well, I'm just going to follow the, the actual fan here <laughs> of the team and just take the exact same thing, the lines in the under, because, you know, he knows more than I do about the scene. He should definitely know he has the full history of them. Okay. So yeah, I'm going with the lines in the under. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going with the trend. I'm going with how they, how they appear to be trending. You know, people talk about they're not a good defense, and 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 maybe they're not. And and oh, the Lions just traded for Everson Griffin, which uh, I didn't, I you know, saw that recently. Um, so they've added some, they've added some girth to that defensive line which I think it's going to, they're going to use to try to help them, you know, shore up against the run and keep games close and keep games low scoring to give Matt Stafford a chance to win them late. So yeah, that's where I'm rolling. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to step on you, your pick. No, no. I'll say one thing. The, the Colts are giving up the fewest amount of points per game. So you're right about the under. I think that's the bet on this. Cause if this is really at 50 and a half still, I would jump on that real quick. The under is probably the safest bet to make. I'm going to go with the Lions as well. That just makes sense to me because I think they can – they just have a better quarterback and he'll make less mistakes. And it's just really that simple. You kind of already talked about all that, but I'll, I'm just going to give a couple more information. Like the Colts are only giving up 14 points a game on average. They've played six teams. Now, the teams in their division aren't exactly lighting it up, but the fact that they've been able to do that talks about their defense and how well they're playing – and the Lions are trying to improve their defense because this dude's trying to hold on to his job. So it's just yeah. that simple with Matt Patricia because he knows this ain't it. And they will get they will run him out of town after, you know, winning nine games in a couple of years. Well, he's gonna be a DC next year, so yeah, but I will say the Colts have played no good teams except for the Bears and the Browns. And they lost to the Browns and they lost to Jacksonville. But they're coming off a bye. And they gave up, but I will say, like they gave up twenty-seven points to the Bengals. So I mean, but the, the Bengals, the, I, I, I'm the Bengals are a, I won't say they're a potent offense, but they definitely don't, they definitely don't throw caution to the wind. They are, they are push, they push that ball down the field, and they're, they're trying to show, you know, showcase their their young quarterback. So. I think the Bengals. I think that that's that's why I'm really hitting the Bengals. The Bengals and the, the over on that game, just because I know that they 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 try to get they try to get up on that scoreboard because they know that they don't have they they can't stop anybody. So, um, yeah, but yeah, I, the Colts just both of these teams seem like they want to play it low. They don't want to. They don't want to try to get it get it too high scoring. I got you. To All your right. point, that's when their quarterbacks get a little antsy and start making mistakes. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to the Packers at home facing the Vikings. Oh, and to that, the Lions are plus 140 in that game. So I would just take the Lions' money line if you really believe that the Lions are going to come through. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to be in my bet to you. So okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting something down on that to, uh, this week. Okay. So the Packers are 5-1, taking on the Vikings at a 1-5. We got the uh, – yeah, the inverse game. What do they call that? The the negative game. <laughs> the Vikings are a negative of the Packers. You're talking in picture terms here. They're going in opposite directions. One rises, one falls. Uh, the spread is minus seven. I think it's crept up to like minus seven and a half. Maybe it might be six and a half. Either way. And the 
the over under is 51 and a half. I'm gonna go first in this one. I got the Packers. I got the Packers and I got the under. I don't think they're gonna just keep scoring, scoring, scoring. But I just don't have any faith in the Vikings offense aside from um, aside from the running game. And I don't think that's enough. I just don't think that's enough for them. They really miss what's his name. They really like they overall miss um Diggs. That was a mistake. That was a horrible mistake. That was a mistake. Get rid of dude. They didn't want to pay him. No, he wanted off the team and he wasn't happy and a bunch of other things. But I mean, I will say this. The run defense for the Green Bay Packers isn't great. So that might keep it a little bit closer, but I still think that they should be able to win this by a touchdown. So I'm gonna go with Packers on there. Am I next? Yeah. Yeah, you up. Okay, I'm gonna go with the Packers too, but I'm gonna go with Packers in the in the over. I think it's gonna be a slugfest, and I think the slugfest is gonna happen with Packers slugging the crap out of the Vikings. <laughs> it's gonna be a one sided slugfest, but yeah, I'm going with Packers in the over in this one. Okay. Malik? Yeah, it's a sweep. Packers, I'll take the under as well. Um, I don't think the Vikings have the offense to to cover this. Look, I mean, the Vikings are, you know, pseudo-blowing it up. We just, uh, there's been reports this week of them considering trading Adam, Adam Thielen. Um, they traded Yannick Ngakwe last week after signing him, after trading for him in the offseason, and then they traded him seven weeks later. Yeah, they trade him to Baltimore. Um, wow. And so, like, they're blowing things up. They, yeah, I, I don't know if, better. yeah, <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if they just intend on not competing this year. They see themselves as being, you know, close to, you know, need, like, I, this is the year I think they get out of the situation with, with uh, Kirk Cousins. All that guaranteed um, money to Kirk. All that guaranteed money that they gave him. You know, if they can play themselves into the Justin Fields, you know, Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes, um, I think that's where that's where they're headed. And I mean, so they're right there. They're 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 racing to the bottom. Right, they're right. On the Giants and the Jets. Right. You know, they're they're definitely the there. They're definitely in the hunt there. And you know, from all the side, all the all the things that they've been doing, it just points to them planning on on that happening. I, I, t- I feel terrible for Dalvin Cook, by the way. I feel, I feel, he was going to a winning team when he first went there, right? They were coming off of a playoff. Game. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were really good a couple of years ago. Um, you know, really that, first year that, that first year that uh, that first year that Cousins got there, you know, they were pretty good. So, um, trade for him that's willing to pay him. Yeah, trading for a running back is just not – it's not been smart. It's not been smart business for for teams. Um, you got some teams that might actually do that. Once you give a guy a big salary, they don't really want to trade for you. And that's the weird part about the NFL is that the Patriots have all this free salary cap, right? So they could pick up better players. They knew in the offseason their running backs were trash, and they didn't sign Todd Gurley. Not that he wanted to go there, but they didn't sign him. They didn't sign Davis. They didn't get rid of Sony Michelle because he was on a rookie deal. He's won a Super Bowl with him. And he was supposed to be this star guy from Georgia, but like it just has not worked. So to I, that point, you don't trade for running backs. Yeah, I feel like New England strategy. You remember? You remember that Macklemore song, "Thrift Shop"? I feel like that's New England's free agency strategy. <laughs> they go to the thrift shop and they go to try to find oh, like wow. stuff for ninety nine cents that that they can that they can turn into good, that they can like flip and no, make it wrong. look good. 
because everybody was like, they just got the cheat code with Cam Newton. And it's yeah. crazy. And I'm like, they, they just thought it was going to work better when you get a quarterback that's literally 11 years younger than the guy you just had who you won <laughs> 11 games with. It's like, maybe it just wasn't, maybe it wasn't, just wasn't Tom and the whole team was kind of fading because they yeah. lost offensive linemen too. And I mean, they're they, talking about blowing it all up and just, yo, imagine Wingland with money and like draft capital, just losing, you know, 11 games and going five and 11 and like being able to rebuild. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about, we, 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 we've actually already passed them, but I wouldn't, do, do not be surprised if within the next two years, Bill Belichick leaves and Josh McDaniels becomes the new head coach of that team. That, that, really? That's, I, I, I feel like it's been, I feel like it's been brewing for a while and Bill Belichick, you know, was giving it this, this, this go around to try to, you know, rebound off of the, you know, to show the world that he's not just exactly. Um, But I I think it's, I think it's a year, maybe two left. And then Bill just kind of steps off and says, thanks a lot. And uh, he ain't got nothing else better to do. Exactly. Well, true. He can go be an assistant at, at Alabama. How about that? Yeah, that'd be <laughs> him being an assistant to Nick Saban. Go work for Nick Saban. I didn't even see that HBO special on it, but I thought that was kind of interesting because they do kind of follow each other, and they were both assistants together. Um, yeah, enough of that. Enough, enough. We didn't even talk about the Packers. The Packers are crushing it. The Bears are chasing them. I hope they catch them. As usual, we're always chasing them. But we need a better running game. We need better offensive line play because what last week showed me was we were not ready. For sure, for sure. Mm. All right, now we got Anthony's, I guess, favorite and least favorite team, the Jets. Yeah, the, the only minus team nineteen and a half. The second the team in double digits. One wow, of the two spread this teams. week, and I like to point out that the Jets. This is like a college football spread. The Chiefs are minus <laughs> five hundred on the money line, which means for twenty five hundred dollars, you get the price of winning a hundred dollars, and for every dollar you bet on the Jets, you win a hundred. And twenty dollars, you get twelve times your money. Yep, twelve times. So if you put yeah, I'm not doing that. Jets, you can win twelve hundred dollars. So the yeah. Jets almost surprised the world last week. Can they beat Patrick Mahomes in his own house yeah, for their first? The win? Bills was just relaxing. Bills was relaxing. They they just they just the decided Chiefs to win in the half. Oh, the, you know, the Chiefs gonna destroy them. Yeah, Air, Airbnb enemies is quite has it's gonna show his job interview. For, for the Jets' job by destroying them, and the owners can actually see what they passed up on to get googly eyes. I'm, I'm bringing it back. Yes, googly eyes is Adam Gase's new name. I called it last week, and I'm calling it again this week. He's googly eyes from now on. Fuck that shit. Eric so B. Enemy. So what? He's gonna be gone after the end of the year. Eric B. Enemy is showing that he's gonna own. This is this is what what you passed up on. But anyway, I'm taking the Chiefs. Taking it way over. <laughs> Oh, you can get tickets to that game for $144. They're still selling tickets. Oh, wow. The Chiefs game. If you, in case you want to go out and uh, go to a state where, you know, the rates are rising rapidly. It's real funny. If it wasn't for COVID, I actually planned it to do that, too. But To know, go to this so game? It, yeah, I was actually going to think – I was thinking about coming to this, going to this game. I was supposed but, to be yeah, in Kansas City back in, like, early October around my birthday. Yeah. When this was going down, before all this was happening. This was a conference I was supposed to be going to with my wife, but hey, this is what it is. But this will all get cut out of the podcast because I'm not trying to add all that. Anthony, please stop cussing. Oh, so Ant's back. got uh, the Jets and the over, huh? You think it's going to go over 49 and a half? It's going to beat y'all to death? 
Yeah, we're going to have what Clemson had two. What, what, what Clemson made uh, scores like two weeks ago? I don't know, like 67 to 7 or something. That's not something in the NFL. I'm telling you, he's a grown man. They're just going to hurt somebody. They this, not it's going to be the first game that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Trust me on that. I'm doing Kansas City, Missouri, that the Jets is going to be out there partying and relax. Like, they're playing for their jobs. They plan not to get cut next year. Well, look, and Le'Veon Bell's going to be going. <laughs> this ain't the game tape they're going to want to show. If they plan not to get not to get cut from from teams next year, this is not the game tape you want right. to be putting up there. I'm taking the Jets and under. Wait, Anthony, you're taking the Jets. You're taking the no, Jets I'm, to cover. No, I'm taking the Chiefs and they're over. This is gonna be a SmackDown. Yeah, he's taking the Chiefs. I thought I thought that's what he was. What he said. I put it. Yeah, this is gonna be a SmackDown. You're gonna have Davion Bell is gonna be running running by himself in the second half. I hope he does get the ball because I picked him up in fantasy, so that'd be great for me. But. I'm sorry. I don't see them beating y'all by 20 points. I just don't. I just don't think y'all are that bad, especially now that Darnold played last week on like half a leg. So if he's healthy, like, I don't know what it is about him being on the team, but the rest of the guys buy in more when he plays. I don't know if it actually oh, yeah, works that better, last year. but when he plays, they, they believe a little bit more. Go ahead, Malik. So <clears throat> let's put something in the perspective here. Just, just, mm-hmm. just want to lay this out for you. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs managed to score 43 points against the Broncos last week in Denver, in the mm-hmm. snow, and Patrick Mahomes had a bad game. What, would most, what most would be considered a bad game. <clears throat> the Broncos managed to score 37 points against the Jets yeah. a few weeks prior with Mark Rippon's nephew at the quarterback position. That's number two. Mm-hmm. Number three... I am about 85% positive that Le'Veon Bell will punch Adam Gates in the face. I, I, I just have a feeling that that's good. He's, going to, he's going to arrange a situation where he's going to be running to the sideline towards the Jets bench, get a quick push. And I, I, and I honestly think, I honestly think, I honestly think, and, and I, I would not be surprised if it's partly set up by his former Jets teammates. Like, I, I wouldn't you not be surprised oh, wow. if he's like, I'm going to run to the sideline. I need one of y'all to push me out of bounds. And then I'm going to throw the ball in the air and I'm going to just lay this kid out. Okay. Um, look, if there is one, I don't typically like to go and, and hit over. The other, it's, I, don't, I don't usually like to go with these big spreads. I went with the big spread last week because I believe that Buffalo um, was – going to be ticked off about having, having lost a couple of games in a row and was going to come out and try to just basically demolish them. But what I didn't think about was I think Buffalo might have been overlooking the Jets because they had this big New England showdown that they were expecting to have this week. And so they might have overlooked the Jets. Well, the Chiefs don't have – the Chiefs have the Panthers next week. These same Panthers that are playing right now against Atlanta. There's no divisional game. There's no need to overlook the situation. There is a revenge factor in play for Le'Veon Bell – this is the type of game where you have a ton of fun. You rip this team apart. You get ahead early, get, get a lead, something like 31-3, and then you let, your, you let your, your bench guys come in and just kind of run things, run things out. The Chiefs are at home. The Jets are on Jets are, I mean, if I was, if I was, if I was rich, I would, I, if I was Floyd Mayweather rich, I mean, I'd just put, you know, 20 grand on that money line just just in case just in case just in case Patrick Mahomes and you know just in case you know COVID hit the entire Chiefs offense something like that and uh and they had to play their backups look take the Chiefs 
Um, take the on. I would take the under here, primarily because the Chiefs do have a pretty good defense, and to me, that forty-eight and a half points probably means the Chiefs are going to have to cover the the vast majority of that forty-eight and a half. So I'm going to take the Chiefs and the under here. Um, to some, and I think I think the the final score winds up being somewhere around the lines of thirty-seven, ten, something like that. Oh wow, you're being nice. You're being really nice on that one. <laughs> well, again, I I think it's it's not a it's not a secret that it's it's you know that the Jets are horrible and the Chiefs are great, um, but. I think the only chance the Jets have to keep this close is by controlling the ball, controlling the clock, ball control, you know, Frank Gore or LaMichael P. P. Ryan, you know, actually getting some yards on the ground against the Chiefs front, which, you know, which can can do. It's actually actually calling the plays again. I mean, which, I mean, they could potentially do that, you know, and, you know, Sam Donald not making any mistakes. I mean, that's just, they, they are going to have to play as conservative as possible and, and keep the ball out of, you know, Kansas City's hands. But then on top of that, Kansas City can score in two plays, you know. So um, I just feel like it's going to get away from the Jets real quick. They're going to get down really big. And, you know, eventually the Chiefs are just going to, you know, pull back because, I mean, scoring 50. I mean, I expect Le'Veon Bell to score two touchdowns. Um. Scoring 50 points is not necessary for them. They don't have to do that. They can do that in their sleep. They actually, don't have to do it now. Can I change my pick? I actually want to go with Malik now. The reason why is because I just remember about Darryl Loggins. It's actually quite got a second chance to, you know, call plays again. And he actually so did a good job the first quarter. So you're going Chiefs in the under? Yeah. Okay, I'm going, I'm going with the under, Ace. Yeah, the only reason I'm switching is just because of Darryl Logging. That's the only reason. If it was Gates still calling the plays, then it would have been over. <laughs> Ace, I think you're on mute. Yeah, you're on mute. We can't hear you. I am on mute, aren't I? Yes, you are. Yeah. Okay, I was on mute. All right, I fixed that. Somehow this will hopefully not make it to the podcast, but it is what it is. All right. See, this is what happens when you do everything over Zoom. Daryl Loggins. Yeah, I don't know who Daryl Loggins is, but I do know that Sam Darnold played, and if he plays again, they're going to be all right. Frank Gore and Michael Payreen are going to be healthy enough to get this done. Their wide receivers aren't completely terrible. They're just not great. They're just above average dudes. They're not playing. Sean Perriman's not playing. Perriman's healthy. He he got hurt. No, he's not. not, I don't think he's going to be playing. And James Crowder's healthy. No, he's not healthy. Crowder's hurt. Not according to what the injury reports I'm seeing. They're not on it. He's coming. He's coming. Crowd is coming back from being injured. They might yeah. play, but they're not. They're not healthy. Well, Denzel yeah. Mims is the be- Denzel Mims is the most is the healthiest receiver on that's this. That's that's enough not to lose by 19. All right. You know what I'm saying? And I don't expect them to keep Kelsey or anybody else under control, or even like it's just the fact that all of the wide receivers are hurt for Kansas City. Still, I don't think Fun I fact would Cole Cardman. They're just going to double Tyreek Hill and say, good luck with the rest of them. And you control what you can control. After this ace, look up on look up the Jets offensive coordinator. He looks like a, a, a certain Hollywood person. I'm just going to say that. What's his name? Daryl Loggins. Daryl Loggins. Does he, does he relate any relation to Kenny Loggins? No. Danger zone. Oh, wow. 
Sure? Is that really him? Yes. Because if I put in Daryl Loggins, I'm getting the guy at a microphone. Hmm? Daryl Loggins with one L. Oh, sorry. I spelled it wrong. Loggins. Is that, is that? Yeah, Daryl Loggins, NFL. Who does he look like? Oh, he looks like uh, Daryl. People think he looks like Daryl Dixon. <clears throat> the Walking Dead. Is that who? No. no. I'm not seeing you it. You might be looking and at I, the wrong guy then. It's not, it's not bringing it out. Just type in New York Jets offensive coordinator. Yeah. I might be saying the guy's name wrong. That's how much he doesn't it actually matter. Dowell, it's his name is Dowell Logans. Logans, yeah. Whatever. I call him Daryl. Dole. D-O-W-E-L-L. Yeah, he don't look uh he don't look too sharp. Hey, he looks like I tell you, he looks like he looks like he's related to Patton Oswalt and uh, Frank Caliendo. That's he's like right there in the middle between the two of them. If those two had a baby, it would Frank be Caliendo. that with Dolo Gaines. So their kid is now the offense coordinator of the Jets. Yep, he's actually smarter than Gates, in my opinion. He's smarter than Gates. Well, it works for him, so he's not that smart. Otherwise, he'd be. There. <laughs> well, he got ten points last week. Gates didn't have Gates had zero the week before. That's true. All right. Moving on to what everybody thinks is the game of the week. Except oh, I'm going to be stuck watching Buffalo versus New England trying to figure out how to watch this Ravens game. Ravens at home with the Steelers battling for the division. I'm going to go first on this one because I got a lot to say. This is going to be interesting, but I don't think the Steelers defense is as good as people think it is. As we've seen over the past couple of weeks, they are still undefeated, but they're not exactly as dominant as they have been. Baltimore has only lost to the returning Super Bowl champions. They're at home. And the Steelers' run defense is not that good. I think with Lamar Jackson actually averaging 50 yards a game, they're just going to run this ball down their throat. And there's no way the Steelers are going to be able to stop them. The Steelers are plus 155 on the money line. That's how little Vegas thinks they're going to win this game. And I'm very confident that Baltimore's going to be able to cover because they just have the better defense overall. They got better corners. They have better – I don't know about the linebackers so much anymore, but, like, as a team, they just play better. And I am not a big believer in Claypool and the rest of them because they got some angry corners playing for Baltimore. They gave up 24 points to Tennessee, and if they let, if they let Baltimore get loose like that, it's going to be all over for them. Baltimore blew out Cincinnati. They beat Philly. They held off a comeback at Houston. Like, they're blowing teams out. They, the Pittsburgh Steelers seem to be getting lucky against everybody. They got lucky against Tennessee. The only team they've blown out has been Cleveland. They let Philly drop 29 points on them. They got that game postponed against – well, the, they made a postponed game against Tennessee, but that Houston game was barely – they got over 28-21. I just have more faith in Baltimore right now. Just getting it done in every part of the game. They may not be undefeated, but they're clearly the best team in the AFC North, in my opinion. So I'm going with Baltimore and the uh, over. Malik? Yeah, give me, give me Pittsburgh. 
Um, <laughs> look, six and zero. Oh, I don't care who you've played. I don't care who you've, you know, I don't care who your opponents have been. Six and zero oh is six and zero. Oh. And if you're giving me four points uh, for a team that's currently undefeated, and I actually do believe their defense is as advertised, um, I'm going to take it. The way to beat the Steelers thus far, um, you know, even though they are 6-0, and but the way to beat the Steelers, not just this year, but over the last couple of years, has been to throw the ball on them. Um, spread it out, get the ball going downfield, because they're – their cornerbacks, their defensive backs have not been uh, great. You know, they have, they have not been, you know, top of the line. And so that's been the way to beat the Steelers the last few, few years, and that's not the way the Ravens like to play. Um, not to say that Lamar Jackson won't take a, take a shot or two downfield to throw the ball to Marquise Brown um, and to get, the ball down the, to get the ball down the field, but it's not their bread and butter. Um, going against... This Pittsburgh team is going to blitz the hell out of him. He, they're going to blitz him as much as they possibly can, try to get him off his spot, try to make him uncomfortable, and try to force him to throw that ball down the field. Um, Mark Ingram's, I believe, I'm not sure if he's going to, I'm not sure if he's playing, but I, believe, I know he's, I know he was, he was injured, you know, prior to the last game before they went to their bye. I don't know if he's, I, I'm not going to assume that he's 100% healthy. So then they'll be going with, likely going with a combination of Ingram, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, uh, and, you know, a ball-controlled running, rushing attack. Unless, you know, Lamar Jackson has, has done something over the, last, over the last couple of weeks and, you know, they're now ready to spread the ball out. Until I see it, I'm not going to go with it, and I'm going to take the Steelers, and I'm going to take the points. Um, I'll, hit the, I'll hit the under here, um, again, primarily because – uh, I'm looking at a lower scoring game, two teams that don't like each other, two teams that are going to try to play it close to the vest. I don't expect the Steelers to put up a lot of points against Baltimore, whether, whether I like Baltimore's defense or not. I don't think it's, right. I don't think it's going to, you know, I don't, I, I don't think they're going to like wet the bed against the Steelers. So really? give me the Steelers. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I like the points here and I, I like the under here. Okay. And yeah. I would actually, I mean, if I, with some money, I would actually play that money line too. Cause you know, again, Undefeated team, undefeated team, and you're giving me $155 on a $100 bet. I would, I would take that. I would take that and run with it. Yeah, one and a half, one dollar and fifty-five cents for every dollar you bet. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, but the the Ravens are at home. That's my whole thing. I don't think it matters in this. I don't think it matters. Well, they in don't this. have fans. I don't believe. Just yeah, but I don't. I don't think it matters. Now. I don't know that they do or they don't. But I don't think it matters in this matchup. These two teams know each other really, really well, and they can beat. They can beat one another on on their on, on each respective field. Yes, that's not. I don't think that's a problem for Baltimore or Pittsburgh given that situation. All right, and what do you got to say? Well, I'm going to take um Baltimore in the in the under on this one. I think it's going to be a quite a, a low scoring game. But yeah, I'm definitely going to take Baltimore in the in the under in this one. Oh, all right. All right. So y'all two got the under, I got the over, and me and Ant are both on Baltimore. All right. I'll be watching this game. I'll be this flipping between be this fun. between this one and the Lions game. I'll be flipping. Now we're looking forward to Tua Tagovailoa's first start, which is kind of surprising to me because it's week eight, and I thought that they were going to let him rest as much as possible, considering that they're actually winning too without having to have him play well. I don't have him play at all. Two words. Know. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, but 
the plan was he's a placeholder. And if a guy's coming off a hip injury, like a severe one like that, give him as much time as he needs. And he held and his the, place. He held his yeah, place. He was he, he, at home. That's yeah. True. So, yeah, he held his place. You're right. I mean, I guess I'm going to see what the kid has to do, what, what, what he could do. And he played well against the Jets, but now he's playing against a much better Rams defense. Going into Jalen Ramsey and one of the better secondaries in the in the league. You but know, if you think about this, though, would you want the Dolphins? You would you want as a Dolphins organization? Would you want Fitzpatrick to somewhat maybe take you into the playoffs, maybe sneak into the playoffs, or see, would you want it to see what the kid can actually do and stuff like that? Because then you're basically pushing was, his time clock back. Well, they were trying to lose on purpose last year, right? And they won five games. Like they were yeah. clearly tanking. Because they traded every number one pick they had. Like, everybody, everybody, like, they made that team. They were actively tanking last year. That's the only time I've, I feel like I've ever seen an NFL team do that. They traded every one, number one pick they've ever drafted. I mean, they got rid of, like, Laramie Tunsil, all of them. They just well, Jacksonville's them. doing it this year. Jacksonville did it, too. No, but Jacksonville just didn't want to pay anybody. They were like, this isn't worth it to pay you. Right. And if we're going to lose with you, we might as well lose without you because you're not filling seats. So there's no point anyway. So the Dolphins are actually trying to win, and they're three and three. In their division, they're ahead of the Patriots for the first time in like ten years. So they're going for it. They're like, we're gonna let Tua lead us, or they're ready to lose with Tua and see what he can do. Maybe they just believe they can get it done because they're good enough. But I don't think they're gonna get it done against the Rams. Dolphins are minus three. They're three and three. I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. This is an easy one. The Rams and the under. So I don't think it's gonna be a high-scoring one. Rams are just too good, and they got yeah better quarterback right now. Mainly because it's a decision making and experience. I'm gonna Golf go with you, Abe. Okay, put, put me down for the same thing. Rams and under. And I think Tua plays well, just not well enough because he's gonna have Aaron Donald in his face all day. Yeah, that's why I wasn't sure how smart how smart this was to have this be his first start. <clears throat> um, Against against that front with Aaron Donald, you know, screaming down on them. Um, we're 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 in consensus here. We'll take I'll, I'll take the Rams as well. Um, I actually think this is the best bet, and I actually think I would put this in the parlay. Um, <clears throat> despite the fact that the Rams are the the one the one thing here that the, the two things here that kind of stick out to me is uh, Rams coming cross country early game for them, you know, it's 10 a.m. game muted that. and they are, uh, they're on the short week cause they well, played they're probably already there. They, they might be, um, but they're on the short week as well since they played Monday, Monday night, night. Right. Um, and so I, be, no, I think they were, at home. they were at home, they were at home against Chicago. Right. So I think that, you know, if for nothing else, you know, there's the potential of this game starting off slow and not, this you know, afternoon game, by the way, this is at four o'clock. Right. But still, I mean, it's still relatively, it's still one o'clock. Well, it's four o'clock game time, one o'clock for them. So, I mean, it, maybe that helps them out a little bit. I still see, I can still see this game starting out slow and kind of maintaining a slow pace throughout, but I've got too much faith in, in the Rams and Sean McVay and that offense to, um, to think that they're going to lose to Tua, uh, even into his, even even though I think that the Dolphins are a much better team than than people give them credit, people have given them credit for, and Tua's a very interesting play at the quarterback position. Um, 
it's going to be hard to go up to go against the Rams here. So give me the Rams in the under. Okay, I got you. Wow, all okay. through us. Yeah, that's a lock of the week for us. That that for me is my lock of the week. There's, I, I can't see any way the Rams are uh, losing that game. Although my lock last week didn't really come through because the Saints just underperformed on defense. They did win, but they just didn't cover. But I was right about Cincinnati covering that spread, which was amazing to see. Was it a three? Was it spread of three? What? For the spread the, was three, right? For Cincinnati. For Cleveland, Cincinnati. Was it three? I think it was three, three and a half. Three and a half, okay. Yeah, so they might have just, it might have been a push, actually, because it was 37-34. But the Saints had to win by a touchdown, and they won by a field goal. Yeah, uh, that would I remember. And the Jets won by, just covered by nine points. And what was that team we were talking about? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll wait to talk about them, because they just, they messed up my whole week. Damn, Cowboys. Somehow they're Sunday <laughs> night football. I don't even know how they deserve to be there. We are. Yeah, this is flexed out. No, we all want to see them fail. I think that's why they're doing it. A little shot in front of them to see them just burn out. But that's for the top of the division, which is crazy right now. All right, we've got the Chargers at the Broncos. The, I couldn't find the spread for this, which is why I keep going back to check. Unless I accidentally deleted it off the sheet. <clears throat> is it a pick? It might be a pick because both of these teams are pretty evenly matched. Oh, no, the Chargers are minus three. And they're at Denver. So Denver is another home underdog. So we got five home underdogs this week. We got Cincinnati, the Lions, the Dolphins, the Broncos, the Bears, and the Giants are all home underdogs. All similar spreads. The Broncos are minus three. And what do you got to say? AFC West. Mm, that's going to be a tough choice there. Let's see here. Leaning more towards the rookie on this one. The rookie. What's the quarterback first. for Chargers? Justin. Yeah, Herbert. He's the first it's, superstar yeah, quarterback that's been drafted in a while. Yeah. But Give me the Chargers. Really? Give me the Chargers on this one, and I'll take it. I'll take them with the um, with the over on this one. Actually, no, no. Take them with the under. Sorry about that. It's okay. It's an easy fix. All right, Malik. Any idea what the weather's going to be in this one? Are you serious? I think we, I, I'm dead serious. This, yeah. I was we a little. I know, and you know, I was a little shocked to see snow last week uh, when when the oh. when the uh, when the Black Chiefs Mountains. and it's Broncos true. started playing. Um, no, I ask I ask about that because I don't you know, know yet. I I think primarily this is the type of game type of situation where you you know you run the ball you know you just run the ball with your with your stable of backs. Joshua, I know I know Eckler's still out, but you got Joshua Kelly um back there and you got Justin Jackson and you know <clears throat> you try to get out without having to, you know, depend on Herbert throwing 40 times a game. And not because the Broncos are, you know, a good team and, and they can stop it. It's just um if the elements are bad, which they tend to be with the with the low, you know, with the um you know the breathing situation out there in Denver, the high the high elevation and all that stuff. If you oh, can yeah. get away with uh, you know with with winning with winning a sluggish type of type of game, you do it. Um, and so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with Ann here. I'm gonna take the Chargers and I'll take the under as well. Um, but I I I want to see I want to see what what they do. Uh, what what you know what LA 
decides to do and the, the approach that they, they decide to take here. LA, we're talking about the San Diego Chargers, aren't we? Well, he's, he's, yeah. he's old school. He's a member yeah. as LA Chargers. Um, oh, La Chargers, that's right. They changed, they moved. They moved. You're a little old school day. You know what? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna Hold flip on. it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip it. Give me, give me. I hate to say this, but give me Denver. I'll still take the under, but give me Denver. It's gonna be 59 degrees and sunny is the high in Denver on Sunday. Okay. The lowest 39. No chance of rain. All right. Or, yeah. Give me, give me Denver and the under. Um, I actually think it's gonna be actually. Really? I actually do. Yeah. Give me Denver and the under. I want. I want to. I want to play it. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna play it to the home team. I'm gonna give them a little bit of credit here and say. Denver figures it figures it out. Mel, again, Melvin Gordon, revenge game here. He's got he's got his old squad coming in. Um, might be a little bit more motivated for this opportunity. And uh, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna roll with the roll with the Broncos here. As much as I hate to say that, wow, well, Falcons might actually win this game. I think Teddy Bridgewater is out the game. Oh, that's not good. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at stats right now, so I don't know if he's actually out or not. I'm, I'm watching again. I'm going with Anthony, except I'm taking the over. Charges in the over. Justin Herbert's the real deal. He played over at Oregon. This weather is perfectly what he's used to. Oregon's not that warm. It's not that cold. It's about the same. You can play on a 50-degree day in the fall. No rain, wind, whatever. The kid's got a big arm. I'm going with the Charges in the over. Um, next up, we got the Saints visiting my Chicago Bears. So I'm going to go first in this one. The over-under is 43-and-a-half, and the Bears are minus four. So I'm going to take the Bears on the cover because I don't think they're actually going to win. And I'm going to take the Bears in the under. Because after last week and their underperformance on offense and Matt Nagy, he knows how to change the game plan, but he did not change in the middle of the game, which kind of bothered me. And you saw those plays weren't working. You kept going to him. Their run offense is horrible. I don't know what happened with the offensive line. I thought they actually got better because they're not letting him get sacked as much. But, man, Aaron Donald was getting right to that line real easy, and they were throwing double teams at him. I know the dude's in the best in the game, but Khalil Mack did not respond uh, likewise. But the Bears, the only touchdown they had was a defensive touchdown, which is pretty impressive to try to get him back in the game or keep him in the game. So I'm going to take the Bears and the under because the Bears are getting four. I'm guessing it's going to go up to four and a half with most of the people betting on the Saints after seeing the Bears not really perform well at five and one. But I'm expecting the Bears to cover. They might win this game because they're at home, and I think that does make a difference because teams traveling during this. I don't know how relaxed they're going to be getting on and off private planes even now. But with the daily testing and everything, we'll see what that happens. But I'm going to go with the Bears and the under on this one. I have a little bit more faith in them than I do, especially with the Saints having to play outside. That doesn't really go well. But Kamara, I think they'll be able to handle him. And the Bears can cover. Maybe lose by a field goal. Might even steal a victory on a field goal. Malik, and who wants next? I'm going, with the Bears under. I'm going with you, Ace. I'm going with the Bears and under. Okay. And if you actually notice the same thing like with Malik, you should know your team a little bit more. It's not just that. It's just I've been looking at the defense and I've been following him and following Lance Briggs on Twitter. And, you know, the at Sports Gods picks follows, you know, I think all of our favorite teams' official Twitter accounts. Mm-hmm. And I think we follow the Knicks and a few other sports. But, like, what everybody's been talking about with the Bears is the defense playing well. And Nick Foles didn't even play bad. Like, he ran the players that they were called. People were just happy with the play calling. So they're calling for him to, like, give up those duties. But he's not going to do that because that's what his job was when he, Kansas City was really running along and humming. That's why he got the job to begin with three years ago. So yeah. I, 
I believe I think he knows how to call it, and I know he knows how to like change it up. But I've been talking enough about this. But like, they should be able to play to Nick Foles' strengths. And Allen Robinson had their first D pass last week, so the Saints' defense is a little banged up. They should be able to figure this out against them, especially in the cold. It's going to be like forty degrees or something like that at four o'clock uh, in Chicago. Michael Thomas returned to practice this week. Uh, if he's going to play, then I'm riding with the Saints. Um, I don't think the four is a difficult cover for them. And this is a game that they absolutely have to win to maintain pace with Tampa Bay um, in the division. If they, if they intend to win, win the division. It's going to be 38 to... degrees and windy on Sunday in Chicago, <clears throat> just so you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a problem. Well, see, so the thing is, I don't have a problem with that because Drew Brees has not been throwing the ball downfield even, you know, in the dome, right? He's not going to throw the ball down the field. He is not going to test defenses deep. He is going to test the, the short intermediate routes. And if he has his number one, you know, receiver who runs mm-hmm. a ton of short and intermediate routes, um, then I'm not worried about them, their ability to, you know, move the offense. Um, so for me, this is a Saints cover. This is a Saints cover if Thomas plays. If Thomas is out, if we learn that Thomas is out, I would flip this to a a Bears a Bears cover. I think either way, I go with the under here. Um, Ace, to your point, David Montgomery has not looked very good, um, and the, that rushing offense has not looked very has, has not looked very good. It's forced no. Nick Foles to have to. Um, have to win the ball, win, win the game, with, which, which I think I, I'm not saying that he can't do. I think he's, he's obviously shown he's perfectly capable of doing it, but um, that's probably how you want to play the Bears anyway. Um, you want to get them to have to throw the ball because, you know, you want, you want to get them to, you know, you want to get them to try to spread that thing open if they, if they, if they, if they, if they possibly can. Um, yeah, I'm going to, like I said, Saints, Saints, if Thomas plays and looks like he's trending that way. Um, I'll take the Bears, but I'm going the under. I'm going the under, you know, regardless. Okay. Okay. So we got two Bears, one Saints. If Thomas plays, I think Thomas is actually going to play. He's a hamstring injury, but he's going to try to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And he, he returned to practice this week, and uh, yeah. you know, he didn't practice all last week, which is why I wasn't surprised when when he wound up being on the inactive list. The fact that he's practicing this week. Um, you know, leads me to believe that he's he's going to give it a go. We got next up. We got the Seahawks hosting the 49ers for a big rivalry game, going back about 10, 11 years on this one. I think the Seahawks is going to bring it to them. The 49ers beat up on a team last week that just wasn't ready. That is not the Seahawks. The Seahawks picked up some defensive help. Um, they keep bringing in guys on one-year deals to just kind of get it done on the defensive side, not trying to invest too much money on that. And the offense just. DK Metcalf and his team, and you know what's Greg Olson is finally getting um, getting going at the tight end spot. Uh, it's minus three. Seahawks only got to beat them by more than a field goal, which I think they can easily do. The 49ers defense is real, and I know Richard Sherman is there for the revenge game, but uh, I I think I don't think he's as um, good as we think he is. I think the Patriots in the last couple of teams they played are as bad as they were. I'm going with the Seahawks. I don't know about the over-under, honestly. I'm just going to pick one just for the sake of having it on record for the podcast, but I'm going to go with the uh, under and the Seahawks. They just have more on offense, and they made their defense a little bit better. 
So I'm taking the Seahawks on this one. Uh, I'll go next. Um, the 49ers have surprised me. Um, they have been surprisingly resilient with all the injuries that they've dealt with and everything that they've been, you know, having to, you know, take on. Um, winning in, I don't think any of us picked them to win in New England last week. So the fact that they did win um, and they won convincingly is actually pretty, yeah. uh, you know. And I you know, had all that faith in the Pats. And they yeah. Just- Underperform terribly. I think it's I think it's pretty impressive, and it just shows what you know what they're um, you know what they can possibly do. Um, I, you know, the, the problem I have here with Seahawks is they their defense has just not shown up. Um, they don't get a pass rush. They don't. Uh, they haven't gotten a, pa- a consistent pass rush. Their secondary has been has been slow to uh, to to respond to, you know, big big time receivers. They've allowed a lot of big time. You know, plays and um, just Debo Samuel is hurt, by the way, for uh, San Francisco. Debo Samuel's hurt. Brandon Ayuk is going to be, you know, he's going to get some more. He's going to get some more love. Uh, he's the, the 49ers rookie receiver. Uh, George Kittle is still out there. So I expect yeah. George Kittle to still, to still do George Kittle type things. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I lean Seahawks here. I definitely lean Seahawks here coming off of, coming off of that, that, that loss against uh, Arizona. And the main difference between the 49ers and the Cardinals is Jimmy Garoppolo is a bit of a, he's a bit of a statue back there. And so this is Carlos Dunlap's coming out party to show that he still got it and wants to, you know, play for a successful coach, successful team and, um, and, and get, get them, get themselves back in. He's got to get a pass rush. So give me the Seahawks. Uh, and, but I'll take the over here because honestly speaking, over 54 points. Wow. I'll, yeah, I'll take the over here. Cause honestly speaking, I don't see, I don't see a reason why the Seahawks don't try to run this run, run the score up and force, force the 49ers to try to, to try to keep pace with them. Oh, it's um, not that I don't think the, 40, that the Seahawks won't try to run the score up. I just don't see the 49ers being able to keep up. I mean, I think, I think they'll, they'll give it a go, you know, that's, and that's what I'm saying is like, anytime you to, thus far, what we, what we've seen is, Anytime you expect the 49ers to do one thing, they do something different. And so, and the running back from last week also got hurt. So I don't know who they're down to at this point. Uh, Jermichael Hasty, I believe, is going to be the starter. Um, I didn't even know who that dude was last week. And uh, Jeff Wilson was the guy last week. Um, yeah, I didn't know that, who he was until did. the game started. I was like, yeah. I can't believe the Pats are getting beat up by some dude. Yeah. Um, I'll, again, so I'll take the Seahawks, but I'm going to play the over here. I, I, I think that there's, I think there's points to be scored um, on on both sides. Seahawks haven't been, haven't had a great defense, and 49ers are going to be pressed, hard pressed to put some points on the board to keep pace with them. So, and what do you got? What do you think? What do you think? I think it's going to be an upset. I'm going to put 49ers in the over. What? What? Yeah. For the upset win, 49ers and the over. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they, the only time 49ers actually really scored a lot of points maybe would have been against, like, Patriots last week. Mm-hmm. And from what I'm reading, from looking here, I also see the Giants and stuff like that. Rest of the time, so they the beat 49ers, them on bad teams. Yeah, but then you also have teams that, like the Eagles, Rams, and stuff like that, where games are still keeping close. But for some reason, I, I think Malik's right about the um, – Seahawks are try to score to keep it up, but I think have the 49ers, 49ers beat one team with a winning record. Oh, not really. Uh, I don't think so. No, I don't think okay. 
So basically, I just overvalued the Patriots because they were the Patriots, and I like Cam Newton. So I'm gonna get off of my own. I'm gonna get off my own narcotic, which is cheering for Cam Newton because he's on my fantasy team because that helps me realize that the 49ers <laughs> they ain't got it, man. Like let's keep it 100. Like I don't know, Ed, you're my boy, and I love you, but there's no way the 49ers win this game. I'm, this is what it is. My lock of the week. I wouldn't bet like I Luke said last <laughs> week. I wouldn't bet. I wouldn't bet your money on the 49ers because I care about you too much. Thank you. I wouldn't bet your money on the 49ers. And they're not getting nearly enough points because this is a rivalry game. It's like betting the Bears against the Packers and the Packers are at home and the Bears are like, you know, five and four when that happens. Like, nah, I'm not taking that chance. Well, I'm going to take the chance on this one. <laughs> right ahead. All right. I'll take that one game lead. All right. Next up, we got the Eagles. Good Lord. We got the battle for the NFC lease. Oh, lead. man. Can, can we just pass on this game? With the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> starting some dude versus the Eagles starting Carson Wentz. Oh, yeah. I it was 2 4 and 1. Now, this is what's crazy to me. Now, even though both of these two teams are terrible, the spread is minus 7.5 points somehow, which I had to get because MGM's not even listing it. I had to go to CBS and get it from the ah. Westgate Superbook. That's why they kept on making fun of the guy, Ben DiNucci. Yes, which, if you're going to be out in Vegas, there's a new casino that just opened up, Circa, that now has the largest Super Bowl. No, no, that's the Cowboy quarterback, Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci? Okay, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> Heard he makes a good sub. Anyways, uh, wasn't he, like, bagging groceries, like, two or three months ago? No, he's from James Madison University. <laughs> James Madison, home of the Bulldogs. Oh, I'm sorry, the Dukes. The James Madison Dukes. Put up your Dukes. Uh, somehow the Eagles are minus 400 on the money line and Dallas is plus 300 because they know that Ben DiNucci is going to be their quarterback. He's now, a rookie too. He's a rookie from James Madison. And we mm -hmm. all, so it's going to be two 1AA quarterbacks playing. Yeah, which he could hasn't be the next happened, Tom Brady. He drafted the seventh round. <laughs> which hasn't happened since I think Steve McNair took on uh, Tony Romo in like the early 2000s. Correct? We haven't had two guys from the FCS level in, in a minute. Yeah, it's been Ooh. a while. It's been a minute. So, yeah, it's been or, a while. I'm sorry, Joe Flacco probably playing against Carson Wentz a couple of years ago. So this is just wild to me. And I don't know. I, I I don't really think the Eagles are good enough to beat them by seven and a half. But after last week, I don't think the Cowboys are good enough to beat anybody because Andy Dalton couldn't get it done against the team. And the fact that the money line is plus 300, like if you're a Cowboys fan, Yo, if you think Ezekiel Elliott can just run the ball down their throat, which he just might, because I'm looking at the defensive numbers here, and the Eagles are bad. Like, this is bad versus worse. So the Eagles have won games where they've given up a ton of points. And they made that rookie last week the number one rusher of the week. But I just, I just can't call this one because they are just awful. Although the Cowboys somehow are averaging 31 half points a game, but I'm guessing that's all Dak. But he's gone, so I don't know. This is going to be an interesting one. Um, stay away from this game if at all possible. I have less faith in the Cowboys than I do the Eagles, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. Somehow minus seven and a half points at home <laughs> with Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and Travis Fulham, I hope he is healthy and maybe, I don't know, if is Ertz out for the year? Is he coming back? 
Uh, he's he's definitely out. I don't know if he's out for the year, but Goddard might be back this week. Goddard might be back this week. He's a pretty good uh, tight end as well. Deshaun Jackson's healthy. That gives him at least another deep uh, person to throw to. He's played four games this year for them. I mean, their defense is just awful. I don't know what to say. Like, they've won games, but it's just like barely, barely, barely. They're having pretty average. Like, what does this team give up? They gave up. They almost beat Baltimore at the end. They gave up 38 points to Pittsburgh. They did beat San Francisco. They're the only NFC East team to beat San Francisco. They tied Cincinnati, and they lost to the Washington team, and they barely beat the Giants. They were trying to give that game away. So the fact that you can't stop the Giants from scoring, I don't know. But you can go to this game in person, if you like, for $200 since they're only letting about 10,000 fans go to the game. I'm going to take the Eagles progressionally. And it's going to be the under. I'm going to go over because the Giants in their game went over. So the fact that it's 43 points is just kind of a prediction of how bad they think the Cowboys are going to be more than how good they think the Eagles are going to be. And you're up next. All right. So let me see. This is the Eagles versus Dallas. Dallas have to win by eight points. And then you have the 231 pick, <laughs> the new G. You know, he's really the round. 231st pick. Yes, he's the 231st pick in the seventh round. I'd like to point out that the spread has gone up to nine points. <laughs> Just the, that. Just no, seriously, that the spread has gone up to nine points, and the money line for the Cowboys is now 350 because Danucci is actually going to start. Then you, and what's the name's job's on the line? McCaffrey's job is on the line because you know he's actually proven that was all Aaron Rodgers. Wow, I think this is helping. I think this is helping McCarthy if 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 nothing else because I mean it's not like the team was the team wasn't very good, but you know, but not having like not having so they were playing great on offense and bad on defense. Yeah, not not and not having uh, Dak, and now not having even Andy Dalton is actually, you know. Losing this, losing this game is, is not going to kill them. Like, <laughs> Never did I think I would say would having, not Dak's having Andy contract? Dalton would be a problem. Would this actually help um, Dak's contract? That's what I it, want to know. It, it, it has probably, to. It probably already has, honestly. Anthony, they have but to anyway, pay him. Who else do they, they have, have to get? Unless they're going to trade for somebody. But anyway, hmm. this is definitely, I'm going to go with you, Ace. This is the, definitely with the Eagles in the, in the over in this one because there's no way. No way. <laughs> That's going to stay even closer. There's no way Dallas is taking this. Dallas is one step further into one of the quarterback sweepstakes. But they definitely going to have to pay Dak for this. All right, Malik. The contract. Oh, yeah, Dak's getting his bread. He's going to get his 35 mil. Malik, you up. So the Cowboys have given up. The Cowboys defense has given up the most rushing yards in the NFL and they are second to, I believe the Raiders in rushing touchdown surrender. Um, that's bad. Right? Um, last night, last I checked, that was not good. That was um, not good. That's the opposite of good. Ezekiel Elliott has also fumbled, I believe five times this season so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I said it a long time ago. No, Don't wear halter tops to the draft. That's your problem. You did that. You got to live with that. And now you're fumbling. It just makes sense. 
Um, <laughs> that's that's your equation. It's, that's what Leek's equation. It's, that's the equation. No crop tops. tops in the draft. No crop tops in the draft for grown men. Please, just just don't do it. Okay, you got abs. We understand that. That's you still don't need to show. That's that's still no no. Um, despite that, this line is way too high. It's just way too high. It's it's you're completely disrespecting the fact that Danucci is an NFL quarterback. I don't give a damn if he's. Are they though? I I I don't give a damn if he's the worst NFL quarterback. He is an NFL quarterback. Now. Okay. That said, I'm gonna take the Eagles because I just don't like the Cowboys. I just I, I don't like the Cowboys. I don't trust them. I, I can't stand them. I think this line is I think this line is ridiculous. The Eagles have shown nothing to believe to, to believe that you should we should be you know favoring them nine points over anybody, including they did come back against Baltimore and lost. Include like I wouldn't I wouldn't give them. <laughs> they covered I mean, the spread though. They I wouldn't spread. be I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't want I wouldn't feel comfortable. Eagles minus nine over the Jets at home just because of how, you know, inconsistent they play. I mean, they just genuinely play inconsistent. And if Jerry Jones is even half as smart as I, as I believe him to be, you're just going to run Ezekiel Elliott until his legs fall off. Like, like everybody's going to have to get hurt. Everybody's going to have to get injured. Everybody's going to have to die because honestly speaking, that's the only guy that you pay money to. You the, the, wow. can't get the ball. Like I am literally telling him, Make all of your money in this one game. Run, run, and run some more um, to keep this thing close. Not here and, for a long time, but here for a good time. Ex- exactly, exactly. <laughs> we got you on a four-year deal. That's literally that's all. That's all. Is all you're here for, homie. Just, 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 just go out there and don't, don't fumble the ball. Um, yeah, I hate the Cowboys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Eagles here. I do not feel good about this because. I just don't trust them. I don't trust Safest the Eagles. bet here to me is the over. These team, two teams will combine to give up some points, and that is yeah, for sure. Yeah, and that's a really low over-under, like 42 and a half for that these two teams. That shows how little they believe in Danucci. They don't think I mean, the Eagles are going to – they don't think that Cowboys are going to score more than two field goals. They like. They think this is going to be like a 17-10 game. I, I you or know, 20-7 game. I don't think these defenses – I don't think the Cowboys' defense is good enough to hold anybody under 20 points. But do you think the Eagles are? But if you think about it, Danucci was never supposed to be playing. He's supposed right. to hold a clipboard yeah. for life. Right. I don't right. know about for life, but, you know. For life. He's supposed to only come up for preseason. I mean, let's I look mean, at this. James Madison is a top team in the FCS, and they always make the playoffs. And I think they won a national title at some point. I don't even know if he was their quarterback. But if you're playing at the FCS level, that means every team in the Sun Belt said, nah, we're good. Every team in Conference USA said, nah, we're okay. That's including Old Dominion. There's three FBS schools in Virginia. It's a big state. He could have played at Western Kentucky. He did not. He went to James Madison. <laughs> so I'm just saying, a lot of dudes who wanted to get drafted in the NFL didn't, and he did. So he must be, I guess, respectable. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not. He's, I'm not, <laughs> he's respected. He's respected by the Cowboys franchise. I'm not respecting him enough to give it's him. Good enough to be in the league. As yeah, a senior, he started all 16 games as a quarterback, passing for 3,441 yards and 29 passing touchdowns. I mean, look, we. How we many picks did he have? How many picks? They don't say. They don't say here. I'm just reading off Wikipedia right now. Doesn't bring down the pick. downside. They're no, keep stats in those games, huh? No, they don't keep the good, I mean, they don't keep the bad stats. The, the reality situation is Dallas is since 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 the Troy Aikman era and and taking out um, Tony Romo and holding that snap to win them the playoff game that made Bill Parcells quick football. 
Well, yeah, but and, and so so omitting if you omit Tony Romo and Dak Prescott in that era, the Cowboys and quarterbacks have Cowboys quarterbacks have not been very good. I mean, like they, you know, they've they've floated they've floated around some some pretty bad names if you go through the list. Dakota's um, pretty solid. He's a star. Who? Dakota. No, that's what I said. If you take out Dak, take out yeah. Dak and and Romo, like those two okay. guys. The recent memory, in recent memory, their oh, quarterback. The guys in between them, like the guys were, like around them. Um, I know you're talking about, like the dude who played for the Bears. I can't even remember his name right now. He won like six games in a row. It's like um, new, but he played for the Cowboys as well. They they have a reputation for you know just kind of throwing out guys out there with the star and the helmet and, and getting those good, getting those guys rock. This is also and this is also a a again like you said for the division lead. Yeah, it's it's that's right. Uh, There's something to play for here. It's a Sunday night game, so it's uh horrible. Zeke <laughs> running his legs off. Ezekiel Zeke running his legs off ain't actually a bad game plan. Yeah, I'll better block and you better run. Like that's it's, it. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Eagles it's, it's, give up the 11th most rushing yards in the league. It's a Sunday night. Like 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 the like fans in Philly and fans in Dallas will be watching it all over the country. Everybody else will be finding something else to watch. Like no, we'll like, be watching to see if the Eagles no. can beat the Cowboys. I'll be watching reruns of the Big Bang Theory or something like that. Um, um, I even Lovecraft Country. I've already seen all the episodes of Lovecraft Country. We're good. Oh, it um, oh. Yeah, it's done. I I I will find something else to entertain myself. Man, Mandalorian um, season two. Mandalorian season two. I'm, I may be done with it by then, but oh no, actually no. It's a, it's, it's a single episode every every week, so mm. uh, I will have seen that episode by then. Okay. Um, there's no reason to watch this game other than to see what my pick, see what happens with my pick. Um, <laughs> but I'm gonna go equals on the over as well. It's a it's a lock. Wow. It's a lock for us. I'll just be watching it for fantasy. I won't even be doing that because I don't have anybody on the Eagles. I gotta be oh. honest. If you have let's play this. If you're playing and if you're playing a fantasy league this year, like long term, and you have somebody on the Eagles playing, you have already lost. That's already <laughs> not a good decision. I'm really glad I traded Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah I wish I did I wish I did the same thing. Now I'm stuck with him and um, what's the name of one of my leagues. Oh yeah. Always, yeah I think it's Dynasty or whatever. I can't remember. Trades available. Hey, look, Benucci, Viducci, whatever your name is, before you get, before, before you get, uh, <laughs> where's he from? Where, where's he from? I don't know. Brooklyn. Man's got his Wikipedia page open. <laughs> it's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn would be going nuts. It's from Bensonhurst or something like he's that. He's from look. Pennsylvania. No, actually, no, he's born in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. He's from oh, Georgia. My God. Mm-hmm. He's from Atlanta, but, Georgia. But here's a been... fun fact, though. He would, he would have been a Chicago Bear if he wasn't drafted. He's actually think about choosing them out of Browns. My advice to Verducci, That's balls to the wall. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, <laughs> Verducci, whatever you are, whoever, whomever you are, go oh, balls to the wall, throw that ball Nick. as far as you possibly can. And when they tell you to run, throw it again. Don't I don't care. I don't care what I don't care what they do. This is your one shot. You got one shot. You got one opportunity. This is your eight mile moment, Verducci. Do it. Okay? <laughs> Make it happen. It's you know we really messed up if ten years from now we would be respecting them like Tom Brady. This is, Ain't this no is, way. And we'll and we'll think you know about what? this game, man. We'll Mark my game. words. No, I'm 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 not gonna say it. <laughs> I still think listen, there's no way that Carson Wentz is gonna lose this quarterback battle to some dude who was drafted in the seventh round. From James Madison. I'm sorry. The 231 pick. I mean, that's why we're all we're all pick we're all picking the Eagles. I want I want Verducci to make this to make it interesting. Eagles win this game. 
whether or not the Cowboys keep it close is what is how good that that um Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott ain't playing nothing. It's how good Dak Prescott, I guess, can coach him on playing football, and how well <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott can actually play running the ball. If they can the shut down Zeke, have a, it's all over. The Dutchie better have some type of um Bluetooth headpiece, you know, for Dak Prescott to be whispering what and to do. My statement last week of this being the worst Dallas Cowboys defense I've ever seen in twenty years is still valid. They are awful with a capital off. Okay. On to Tampa Bay versus at the New Jersey Giants. I've renamed them New Jersey Giants. Wow. New York as a state has disowned them. Okay. We do not know who this team is. I don't know that man. I feel sorry for that man. I don't know that man. Do the Jets even have a state then? Because no, even, the Jets okay. are a, a team without a state. They are Jets are the nomad wow. Jets. Okay. They're like we just, we, we just CFL now. They're like a de, they're like a demilitarized zone. Remember that safe zone that they created in Seattle where they took over the streets from the cops. That's where wow. the Jets are. The Jets exist there. <laughs> in like a in like another world. It's like a limbo kind of. What's, what's the name of the what was the name of the, and, what was the name of the team in the longest yard? Ooh, the Jets the, might be them. Team of the longest yard. No, you mean longest yard? That was the prisoners. They were playing. Yeah, the prisoners, the prison team. (laughs) (laughs) The the chain gang, the mean machine. Something like that. That's that. There's the (laughs) San Quentin Jets. Jets. (laughs) Should roll with that. Yeah, the mean machines. The mean machines. Jerseys. All right, so Tampa and the Giants. What 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 do we got here? TB Tampa Brady and the Giants. Um, they're minus 500. The spread is 10 and a half. Um, the Giants looked halfway decent last week, but I do think it's going to be cold. Uh, I don't know. Tom Brady, with his, he did try to retire down to Florida. So I don't know. Do you think the cold weather is going to affect him and um, Gronk nope. just going upside the Giants' head, getting some revenge, stomping on them? Because nope. I think it's going to be an old school college game where it's going to be like 50 to 7. Tom played for 20 years in New England. I don't think the weather's going to bother him too much. But m- like most for people one game. spend 20 years in New England straight, get, immediately have to go to Florida. For one, just yeah. can't handle it anymore. I'd also like to point out that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the second most passing yards as any team in the NFL, 1,375. Would you like to know where the Giants are? Bottom? No. After the Jets? They're not the worst. They're actually above the Jets. They have 889 passing yards. The worst, the, the, the worst team in the league, actually, is Cleveland. Baltimore and Pittsburgh are both behind the Jets in passing yards. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes, you guys throw the ball. Darryl Loggins. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I'd like to point out that you have played one more game than both of those teams. Oh, that helps. So that, that really does help, yeah. So, yeah, there's that. And yeah, with that said, I got to pick Tampa Bay. There's no way that they lose this game. There's no way that they don't cover. They're gonna Come beat on, we the all pick Tampa Bay. I mean, well, Tampa Bay's rush defense is amazing, so Devonta Freeman's not going to be effective. Um, speaking, going back to Malik and we said about Dominican Sue, he left at the right time. He knew when to get out of Detroit, and he's gone on to go to LA. He's in Tampa, and I think Tampa may actually contend for the NFL NFC Championship. Like. They have some competition, but not much between the Packers and I guess the Rams and maybe the Bears, depending on how real they get. But they're leading their division and they're doing pretty solid. So I'm going with Tampa minus 10 and a half. And I'd hit that over if you're feeling a little anxious too. I wouldn't bet that at all. But Tampa, I'm going to put on my ticket to win. 
I'm picking the Giants. I mean, uh, you're right. I'm picking the Tampa Bay in the over. <laughs> no way I'm picking the Giants. Come on now. Tampa in the over and the over and over and some more. <laughs> no way I'm picking the Giants. Sorry. No. So I got a bold right. prediction. What's that? Bold Uh-oh. prediction. The Giants pre- are going to I predict they're plus 390. I predict that no, I, I I predict that Daniel Jones finishes the run this year this week. I predict that he actually <laughs> finishes, he completes the run this week. He he makes so up crazy how open he was, and then he was just like, nah, I can't do it. I think he makes up the so the, I think he scores a 15 yard touchdown, so he makes up the 15 yards that he missed out on last week. So he ran the first 80, right? <laughs> and he got tripped up at the 15. Yes. I I I, I predict that he Completes this with a 15-yard touchdown scamper. That's the only touchdown that the Giants score. They lose this game somewhere around the lines of 31-7, 31-10, something like that. Give me the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I'm going to take the under just because I, I don't believe I don't believe that the Giants can score against anyone, much less a defense like Tampa Bay. Um, Best defense in the league statistically, by the way. Yeah, so it's – you know, and it's it's gonna be it's it's tough. I mean, like, it's tough to see a Giants the Giants cover here, um, even at ten and a half. I actually think that I actually think that's pretty low, <laughs> uh, given what we've seen from both of these teams thus far and what we should expect from the Giants and Tampa. So, yeah, give me Tampa. Give me the under though. Um, Tampa has five force fumbles. They give up fifty eight point four rushing yards a game. And 239 passing yards. That is insane. And my, my note for this game, I'm an LSU fan. Leonard Fournette, if you don't come through for us, I'm done with you. I'm done. I'm done. You're, you're, you were supposed to be the second coming. You were supposed to be the one. You were supposed to be the one. You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. No, Odell, Odell, no, truth, is, truth be told, Odell wasn't better than Jarvis in school. When they were in school, he wow. wasn't better than Landry. No, no, no. He's better than him now. But Odell surprised a lot of people, um, you know, a lot more people than, pe- than people gave him credit for. He wasn't I – don't, I don't think he was utilized the right way in LSU. So when he came out, Odell should have been a top-five pick. From a talent perspective, he should have easily been a top-five pick. He wasn't. Um, but that's neither here nor there. This – I mean, to me, this is this has got to be this. I I gotta I gotta say, man, yeah. this team is this team is too this team is too big. Tampa's speaking, too big. Speaking of college football, my lock of the week for college football was going to be Boston College. Now that Trevor Lawrence isn't playing, I would jump on that because Boston College is still getting twenty four and a half points. I don't care where they're playing. I don't care who's going to be at the game. Boston College is four and two. Clemson is six and zero. Oh. I feel they're going to lose this game, and then somehow they're going to be like, well, Trevor Lawrence didn't play. He's our best player, yada, yada, yada. They still got Travis Etienne. BC is not terrible, but without Trevor Lawrence, that all these games are much, much different. He's the best what about, player the, what about if his backup comes in and just goes off? They still have to beat the other team by 24 and a half points. Yeah, it's still a, it's still a, hard, a large spread. That's what's oh. so crazy about college. I'm going to take those 24 and a half points, and I'm going to take BC. Uh, no. My point, my point was I know that too many people who went there, so I might be being a bit of a homer, but it is what it is. Also, Kentucky plus seventeen. My point was that my point about Fournette, getting back to him, was mm-hmm. was that 
he was again, like I said, he was the fourth overall pick. He went to Jacksonville. Everybody knew that that was a horrible, you know, horrible place for him to land, just because it's Jacksonville. And that's where that's where NFL players go to die. Um, he shouldn't have <laughs> sh- shouldn't have been there, but he shined Damn. there. He shined there. He did he did as well as he possibly could there. He went to Tampa Bay, and you haven't been able to beat out a guy named Ronald freaking Jones for the, num- for, for, for the number one running back position. You were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force. This is, this is, you are a disgrace. If you, can't, if, you can't, if you cannot take the job away from Ronald Jones in this game against the New York football giants, I'm done with you. I'm trading you away on all of my fantasy teams. I have you in two out of my three fantasy teams this year. And I've been holding on to you, holding on for dear hope. If you don't do this for me, I need you, man. I need you to do something. I need you to, you know, pull a, pull a Tanya Harding on Ronald Jones. Just, like, knock him out of the game so he can't play. You play. You get all the burn. You rip the Giants apart. Give me some points in fantasy football. Or I'm done with you, Leonard Fordette. <laughs> Shout out to the Gronkowskis. <laughs> Shout out to Rob Gronkowski for showing me up. Apparently, he could still can run. Shout out to Western New York. Shout out to Louisiana. Anthony, you got any shout outs? Ant? Yeah, shout out to um, yeah, Ben DiNucci. He's going to win the game. Shout out to Benjamin DiNucci. <laughs> yes. Atlanta, Georgia, metro area. Good luck to you, sir. I don't think that's going to work out for you so well, but it is what it is. Get him, um, Dagostino. Hey, get, get well soon, future Jets quarterback, um, Trevor Lawrence. Get well soon. Get well soon, Trevor Lawrence. Get well to all the players that are having COVID issues, and uh, let's enjoy this football. That's a wrap. I don't believe you can stop recording. All right. Are you going to add some music or something like that to these things? I did.